and welcome to the Flexitarian Feast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eliz, and we are two home cooks just trying to eat more plants. Welcome to our first podcast. We're super excited to share our love of cooking with you and a big change we've both recently made to our diets. I'm guessing that some people that are listening might be thinking, what is flexitarian? <laughs> what is a flexitarian? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. even think I've heard that word until the last couple months, to be honest. Me too. Um, so it was new to me, and it just fits the way that I think about food. I googled flexitarian, and the definition said, a person who has a primarily vegetarian diet, but occasionally eats meat or fish. Me and my husband have been eating this way for at least two and a half years, maybe closer to three years. So what made you make the switch? Well, it started after we watched a documentary on Netflix called Before the Flood. It has Leonardo DiCaprio in it, and I don't really remember why we watched it initially. Actually, Matthew, my husband, just told me that Trent Reznor did the score or something like that. (laughs) Of course. So of course he wanted to watch that. Yeah. So that's how we heard about it. And then I also just love documentaries, so... We watched it, and that movie just kind of laid out all of these problems with eating meat, how unsustainable it is, and especially beef. And just the amount of land and water that they need is crazy. And Yeah, just, it's a lot. Oh, it's unbelievable. So we just decided to try to cut back on meat during the week after we watched that. So, like, here's a couple of stats that I just dug up because I was curious and I couldn't remember the details. That um, the amount of beef consumed in the U.S., in 2018 by consumers in food service and retail was 26.767 billion pounds. Wow. And 47% of land in the U.S. is dedicated to food production. 70% of that is just for feed for cattle. And only 1% of that is used to grow crops for humans. That's crazy. (laughs) I, I know. And, like, they had, like, a diagram that showed it, like, broke it down. And it was just, like insane yeah that's a lot so yeah so we just thought it'd be easy to just cut back and it's just kind of we've cut back more and more and more and more right so that's awesome yeah why did you start being well this way? <laughs> climate was climate change is like a huge dis- factor in our decision to just you know eat less meat um and before I kind of knew there was an option to just cut back, I was hesitant to go vegan or eat vegetarian diet um, for a couple reasons. I have some food intolerances that just make it really difficult to be plant-based completely. And then we have two kids who are four and two, and balancing nutrition on a vegan or a plant-based diet seemed super overwhelming to me. Even though I know people do it, it just seemed really hard for me. Um, also, I love meat. I love it. I think it's delicious. Um, <laughs> I just like eating meat. Yeah, me too. So, it's so good. So when we first moved to Portland, um, we started learning about local eating and seasonal eating. And we did that with meat too. So we did like a sausage share from a farmer one year and we did a wild salmon share from a local fisherman, um, which was awesome. And we have chickens and we like farm to table restaurants. And there's so many options in Portland for high quality, locally produced, small farm meat. Um, so we, you know, we kind of started with that. But then once I kind of realized we could just reduce the amount of meat we eat and have an impact for the climate, then we really seemed like that would be more doable. Yeah. Like a lot of people will do meatless Mondays or just right. cut out, start doing one day a week. Yeah. That's kind of how we started with meatless Mondays. Yeah. It's like, that seems totally doable. Just yeah. And then eat. you're like, oh, that's not so hard once you get used to it. So that's kind of what we did too. Like we started just eating it during eating vegetable or eating vegetarian mainly during the week. And then I would plan these crazy things on the weekend like this weekend I'm gonna make a roast right and all this stuff and then it just after a while it was like me creating too much leftovers of meat stuff and we were wasting too much and just 
So we just stopped, I just stopped buying meat completely. Yeah. Yeah. We eat meat probably four to four to five times a week. Um, but a big change that I have made is using it as the side dish or just using a small amount of meat to flavor something. So maybe instead of having like bacon and eggs, we might have like a couple pieces of bacon and like a large portion of eggs as a scramble. Yeah. Um, and so then we still get that taste, um, of the meat and, but we're not really using that much of it. Smart. That's a good idea. So yeah, like you said, you have two kids. For me, in my house, it's just my husband and me. So we both agreed to cut out meat. And so it wasn't that hard to do the transition. The hardest thing for me was just figuring out what to make that would be satisfying because I'm not much of a salad person. So I had to like do a little research of other proteins and just ways to make a satisfying meal that weren't just like vegetables on a plate and tofu. So what's like a typical dinner for you? Uh, a lot of times, I've had this conversation with people a lot that were like, what do you eat? And I guess what I usually say is like, it's a lot of beans and vegetables, right. whole grains. We do eat tofu. We love soy curls. Mm-hmm. I've um, never tried soy curls. Oh, they're great. What they're is like, a soy curl? I, I got to research that and tell you more about it. But it's like a dehydrated <laughs> it's soy. soy. It's like dehydrated. So you have to rehydrate oh. it and, it and it absorbs flavors just like tofu, but it's a different texture. What's the texture? Is it chewy? It's more like chicken. Oh. It's like a chicken. Like shredded chicken. Yeah. Or like chicken chunks, I guess. I don't know how to describe it exactly. Huh. It's really tasty. Um, and yeah, it's easy to make and it absorbs flavor. Like, so it takes on any flavor that you want. But yeah, so that's mainly, it's a lot of vegetables, whole grains like farro. Yeah. Lentils, rice, rice, beans, quinoa, quinoa, of course, and lots of vegetables. Yeah. So that's and sometimes it's dairy. Sometimes dairy. <laughs> yeah, we do eat dairy, although we have been cutting it back a lot. And I found out I'm lactose intolerant recently, mm-hmm. um, so we're just not really eating a lot of milk or kind of like the softer cheeses. But we do still buy like hard aged cheese, which I can tolerate fine. But and that's also really delicious. And a nice thing about hard cheeses is you don't need very much to flavor whatever you're doing. Yeah. And they also last forever. And they they last forever. They don't go bad as quick. Yeah. Um, So yeah, same for me. I usually keep, always have like Parmesan or Romano in the fridge because of that reason. And then if I want something special for some special reason, I'll buy it. So how do you feel eating on this type of mostly vegetarian-ish diet? (laughs) I feel good. I feel like very healthy and um, I don't know. I, I like, I feel like I'm doing something good for the planet. And I have fun. Like, it's fun planning out what I'm going to make based on whatever I find at the market. I'm like, oh, that broccoli looks really delicious. So I'm going to find something to make with that or whatever. Yeah. And just, just I don't know. I feel like it's a little less structured in a way, but um, it's more fun to me. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. I find that... Um... I'm always thinking about what kind of sauces I can make because we do a lot of uh, grain bowls. So like some kind of whole grain and then beans or tofu and then vegetables or maybe an egg, nuts, those types of things, something pickled maybe. Um, But I struggle with sauces. So like, like a tahini dressing or like a sriracha mayonnaise type dressing or things like that. So yeah. That's fun. Do your kids eat pretty much whatever you eat. Yeah. So we have, we serve whatever we are making to them. Um, although I will switch it around a little bit to be a little bit more kid friendly. So kids, my kids, I think a lot of kids don't like foods all mixed up. And so I will separate out the ingredients. So if we're doing like a big salad, then maybe the toppings of the salad will all be kind of spread out on the plate. So it's not mixed up 
but yeah, they'll usually try most anything. We don't really do a lot of pressure um, to try it. We just kind of put it on the plate, and then if you want to, then you can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've been pretty pretty adventurous in terms of veggies. Um, last week, I made Brussels sprouts, and um, Ada like licked one. <laughs> And Charlie did not, so that was not a success. <laughs> Brussels sprouts are hard; like they're kind of hard to eat too, yeah. even though they're like little. They're kind of hard they to chew. They can be crunchy, or yeah. I don't know, too too much. And yeah. they're they can be strong flavor, I guess. They're kind of bitter, and I actually I don't really mind. I just keep trying, and maybe they'll like it someday. I mean, I don't think I ate Brussels sprouts until I was an adult. I definitely didn't. So yeah, and now I, I love them. Your way of feeding your kids. I know, I've, you've told me before about it, and I, I tell other parents, like, oh, my friend Eliz does this, because it makes so much sense to me to, like, give them something you know they'll eat, and then right. other things that you're going to eat, and maybe they'll try it, maybe they'll like it. Right. I think that's really smart. Yeah, and then it just takes the pressure off of me, because if I'm cooking, I cook, like, 90% of the food that we eat, and if I'm cooking it, I want it cook stuff I want to eat and so um and you don't want to cook two meals no I'm not gonna do that's that that's crazy although I can understand how people do because it is pretty stressful to feed kids and we're lucky we have good eaters um but yeah this kind of eating I think is I mean especially if you're doing grain bowls it's so easy to like expose them to new different things because um, you can just have like a tiny bit of the roasted vegetable or whatever on the plate and if and then they're gonna like the rice so they won't go hungry right and instead of like a bowl they could be dunking it in the sauce which is right fun for kids kids love dipping and you know what adults love dipping too (laughs) i do too yeah (laughs) i love dipping yep (laughs) so do you when you go out to eat are you choosing vegetarian or vegan meals i think that i am doing that more than i used to i still will eat meat like we don't have any rules about when we go out. We can pretty much eat whatever we feel like when we go out. And a lot of times when we go out, it's because we want to eat meat because we don't right, have you don't it buy at it. home. Yeah. So, yeah. So a lot of times I feel like the main thing that we eat or that we want to eat all the time is sushi. Oh, yeah. And then the second thing is burgers. And then the, the third thing is chicken wings. <laughs> you like chicken wings well I didn't I I do like and the thing is that we don't even actually eat them that much so we watch right. this show on YouTube called hot ones and it's these people eating chicken wings and it's really great and you should watch I, it. I should definitely watch that um, we should put a link in the show notes to that yeah it's like a hot sauce eating competition where this guy interviews celebrities while they eat <laughs> hot wings and so every time we watch that show I'm like I want some chicken wings real bad yeah Ryan's that way about the British bake-off like every time he's watching it he like pauses and then runs out to the store to get <laughs> cookies or something. I love that. <laughs> I love hey, that. um, this is off topic, but have you been watching the Bon Appetit YouTube channel? I don't watch all of them, I guess. Yeah. I love Brad Leone. He's my favorite. Yeah, I love he's him the too. guy that does all the fermentation yeah, stuff. He's very cool. Um, he just cracks me up. I think I kind of have a crush on him and he's just, he's funny. <laughs> like he's funny. They're all really funny. Yeah. I need to watch more of the other different people. Yeah. We've been watching the ones where she tries to make, Claire tries to make the junk food yeah yeah, fancy. yeah yeah like fancy pop tart yeah exactly i mean what's so cool about a flexitarian way of eating is that you're just trying to eat less meat and less animal products you're not really having any hard and fast rules it can look different in anybody's home and so i'm kind of the opposite when we go out to eat if it's a nicer place like i want a steak i want beef um because i don't ever yeah i very rarely cook it at home um, and so it feels like a real treat. Yeah. And I think that's such a great way to think about consuming really anything. Like if you're purchasing something that you know is not great for our earth, just like 
don't do it very often get high quality and just enjoy it a lot right and also like if you don't cook it i didn't even cook a lot of beef before we started doing this especially steak because i just right. felt like i never really knew how to cook it and i was nervous of right. buying the meat and messing yeah. it up so if i ever did buy beef it would be ground beef and that's like tacos like i don't even i can't right. even think of another thing i would meatballs. make oh meatballs yeah meatloaf Meatloaf, yeah. But so, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I Chili. will. Yeah, so I won't order like beef tacos when I go out because right. I'm like, I could find a, a crumbled meat substitute or something that works just as fine. Definitely. For that. But like a steak, yeah. And But I'm not much of a steak person in general, I guess. Like, right. So, but I did have prime rib the other day and it was really good. Mm. Where did you have prime rib? Um, at Clyde's Prime Rib oh, House. I've they always really, wanted to go there. They have a really good happy hour. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh! You I need check to it go out. there. They had this thing that was did like they have baked potatoes. Probably they didn't have it on the happy hour menu, but they do oh, okay. on the regular menu. But on happy hour menu, they had this thing called I want to say they were called like prime rib tidbits or something like that, and it was just like these little Yum. super tender chunks, it with like in au jus with yeah. like horseradish, horseradish sauce, sauce on top. Oh and, my gosh! And then they also have a French dip. So of course. it's like delicious. That's delicious. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to get prime rib, I think that's probably the best place in Portland. It's the best. If You've never been there? No. I've always wanted to go, and we just never have made it happen. You should go for happier sometime, like, as a date, because it's a really cool place. It's, like, old school, right? It feels like walking into, a, like, a time warp. Yeah. It's crazy. If oh you my sit gosh. in the restaurant, they come around with a cart to carve the meat table side. Oh, that sounds so good. It's great. <laughs> I love this. So yeah, I don't eat a ton of beef, but I do eat burger. Like I also had a burger this week. So it's not like I don't eat meat. Right. It's just that at home, we pretty much eat vegetarian or sometimes we'll have shrimp or salmon. And yeah, when we go out, we eat whatever we want. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's it's cool. I like it. I feel healthier and um, we don't eat out a lot. We eat at home most of the time. And I... Yeah, we do too. This kind of just made me change the way... I think I said this already, but change the way I just think about constructing meals uh-huh because um it's not like meat vegetable and starch like that's the typical right thing so once i kind of got over that hurdle it's it's been easy and i don't even think about it anymore so when you ask me what kind of stuff i make i'm like uh beans like i don't know it's it's i don't think of it that way i guess i'm just yeah. like what do i have to use what can go with that can i make that into three different meals like if I'm like so if I make fun, a though. big pot of rice, I'm like okay, I'm gonna make a stir fry and then I'm gonna use it for this and then I'm gonna use it for this. Yeah. You know what else I discovered recently? I made too much quinoa for something. Like we uh-huh. didn't eat all of it. Did you freeze it? I froze it. We have these like reusable Ziploc bag things uh-huh. like and a I put it bag? in there. Yeah. And then um, when I made some something else and I was making my lunch for the next day, I was like, oh, I'm gonna just crack off some of that quinoa and throw it in here. Oh, you like broke it off like a brick? Yeah, I just. Oh, that's so and then, great. And then by the time I like ate it at lunch, it was totally thawed out. And oh, that's perfect. Then I just shook it up, mixed it in, and it was great. So that's that's cool. super smart. Keep that. In I mind. bet you could do that with brown rice too. I bet yeah, you could do that sh- with really any grain. I'm sure you could. I just never, I never thought of it before. And quinoa's they're such small little grains that I guess right. maybe that's why oh, I like so thawed fast of- enough. And also, it wasn't like a super thick chunk of it in the freezer. It was kind of like flat in a bag, so right. I could just snap off a, I don't know, a chunk. Huh. So that's that was, awesome. I really thought that was genius. <laughs> I was really proud of myself for that one. <laughs> that's a great tip. <laughs> I totally love it. I think this brings us to our next little segment here. Ooh, what's that? So the next segment of our podcast is going to be called Recent Feasts, and we're each going to talk about a delicious meal that we have made recently. So Michelle, what do you have for us? 
Well, um, this week I pretty much just made one thing and we ate it all week. I made a... Um, <laughs> I hope it was good. It was good. I, I do get bored of eating the same thing day after day, but I was out a lot of the evening, so I was eating oh, it yeah. for lunch, and then Matthew ate it for dinner. So it was a mushroom and wild rice soup that I made in the Instant Pot. Um, it was really good. It's starting to feel like fall, so it was perfect. Right. I mean, this is such a great time of year for mushrooms. Oh my gosh. I just love mushrooms. I could eat like... I love mushrooms so much. I ate mushrooms today. I love them. And I could eat them for so good. Meal. So yeah, the only thing I changed in this recipe was I doubled the mushrooms that it called for. I always double the mushrooms. <laughs> I always double mushrooms and greens usually. Yeah, greens. Because they just cook down and seasonings. I usually do too. <laughs> I'm so bad at following recipes. Yeah. I This one I did pretty much stick to it because it's an instant, instant pot recipe. And yeah, I, it's I hard to mess around with those. I just... I've done a lot of stuff in Instant Pot, but not um, soups. And so I wasn't sure. I don't know. I just was like, I'm just going to follow the recipe and make sure that nothing gets too cooked or over or undercooked. Right. So since the bulk of the soup was a grain that I've cooked in there, I knew it would be okay. But I just, like, I think I, in this case, I did chop the vegetables a little too small. And they kind of oh, vanished mushy. into the soup. Yeah. But, you know, now I know. And it's still delicious. Like, I didn't mind, but where yeah. did you get the recipe? Um, the so the recipe was from a blog called Pinch of Yum. Oh, I love that blog. I really love her, and I love her whole like her Instagram and yeah. So I don't know if I've really made anything from her blog before. I'm really bad at remembering. Yeah, I don't think I have either. I just from. maybe like it to look at it. Yeah, so I follow it and I save things from it. But this just, just I don't know. I was looking through my recipe saving app that I use, and I had a few different mushroom wild rice soup things saved oh we should do a podcast about your recipe saving we should uh, yeah I'll try <laughs> you to have like a whole lot. system I do uh, not have any system it's it's an okay system but um yeah so the recipe was basically just chop up an onion a bunch of carrots and celery and garlic um half a pound of mushrooms so I used half a pound of cremini and then I bought a pre-sliced same size thing of shiitake um, I don't know if that's another half pound, but it was the same size, like size-wise. Dump it into the Instant Pot with broth and wild rice and salt, pepper, poultry, seasoning, and thyme. And then you just pressure cook it 40 minutes. And then once wow. it's done, you just mix in a little slurry of like flour and water and butter to thicken it up and like make it creamy. And then I also threw in a huge chopped up head of kale at that point. Because I just always try to add more greens to everything. And that was it. And then so we ate it literally all week. Like yesterday was the last of it. So I made it on Monday. Nice. And today's Friday. Hey, way to so. eat those leftovers up. Oh, I know that is hard sometimes. <sighs> and it is very satisfying to not have yeah. any waste left at the, the end last, of the week. The last night we had it on top of a baked potato. Oh, a, yum. It was a pretty thick soup. Like a and stew. And so it was more stewy. Huh? And so I was like, I need to figure out a way to like change this up. So when I heated it up, I like added some paprika and then I baked potatoes and we had it on top of baked potatoes. And yum. It was just a great way to just add a little something different. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. I feel like any leftovers you can put on top of a baked potato and it's like all and it's new delicious. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or in a quesadilla. Or in a quesadilla. That's a Although good I point. don't know if this would be very good no, in a quesadilla, but I work. do put leftovers in a quesadilla a yeah. lot. What's one of your recent feasts? Okay. So last week I made a pasta um, recipe that was based off of this orzo with caramelized fall vegetables and ginger recipe from kitchen i think i have that saved in my recipe app <laughs> yeah they featured it like a couple like recently like last week or the week before and it looked so good but i made a million changes as usual and it still turned out really great 
like I said before, I, I want to have everything separated out for the kids so they can not feel overwhelmed by mixed up pasta dishes. And so um, I prepared it so that it could be easily separated. So I chopped up a sweet potato and I also got a bag of those sliced mushrooms, which by the way, those are the best. And I know that I could buy bulk mushrooms, but I just do not have the time or desire to gently wipe them with a damp paper towel <laughs> and then trim them and then slice them. It's like too much. Um, so I just get the bag of from like Trader Joe's. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, good enough for right now for this time in my life, I guess. But I roasted them. I roast them all the time, like just on a sheet pan next to the sweet potatoes. And then while I was doing that, I cut up half an onion and I cooked it for a really long time. I wouldn't say Yum. they caramelized, but it almost caramelized. But you really have to go for a very long time to caramelize. Yeah, so that's one of those things. It wasn't things quite to there. I know. It's the one internet of those lies to you about like they say, oh, cook an onion for 10 minutes until no, it's caramelized. That's not like, caramelized. No, it's, it's like an hour. good. No, it takes like an hour. <laughs> exactly. No, I cooked this for maybe like. 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then I cooked some pasta and I didn't use orzo. I used like a gluten-free penne pasta, um, from Whole Foods. It was a 365 brand. I thought it was really good. I haven't tried many of the gluten-free pastas. You don't need to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's no reason to. Do you normally do gluten-free pasta? Yeah. So I've been gluten-free for a really long time and I'm starting to reintroduce some gluten back into my diet, like farro. Um, and I have had sourdough bread recently and that was like amazing to have real bread after so long I with bet. not real bread. <laughs> but for pasta, I am I haven't I haven't ventured out into pasta yet. Yeah. We usually get the chickpea pasta anyways just because it has more protein in it. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't have any on hand. So I, I just tried used... one of the lentil ones one time and it was not they can actually be I've tried really two difficult ones to cook. They... they can just fall apart. Yeah, it's like a fine line. Like it's good and then it's bad really yeah, quickly. It gets bad really fast. Yeah, the texture is really weird. Anyway, so I reserved some of the sweet potatoes and the mushrooms and the pasta for the kids. And I like put butter on some of the pasta with Parmesan. So that was going to be kind of their meal. And then I added the vegetables to the pan with the onions. And then I made a little sauce that was one part balsamic, two parts soy sauce, and then like a big squirt of that ginger puree that comes in a tube. That stuff is life changing. It is so great. I mean, yes, it would have been so much better if I used fresh ginger and I probably could have put some fresh garlic, but I just, I just didn't. And you know what? It was still good. And it still tasted very gingery. I'm sure. There's another ginger thing that's called ginger juice. Have you ever seen that in the store? It's like a, it looks like a hot sauce bottle, but it's just pureed ginger. Oh, so that would be even better. Yeah. So it's not chunky like that, but it's still, it says right on there, replace the same as you would with grated ginger, like for stir fries or like in a sauce, you know, it's liquid. It's just, Oh, that's perfect. It's like juiced ginger instead of, um, Oh, I bet you get even more spice. It's good. I like, I usually get the frozen like little cubes. Oh, of ginger, they have garlic ones and basil ones, and at, then there's ginger ones at, at Trader Joe's, and they have them at Whole Foods too. Um, but I haven't, I've only seen the garlic ones at Whole Foods. I haven't seen the mm. ginger and basil ones. But, anyways, okay. So I made the little sauce, and then I added the pasta, and then I added like a couple big handfuls of of kale, mm-hmm. and then I just cooked it all up, and it got like very saucy and that delicious. So good. It was so good, and then I put a little shaved Parmesan on top. I'm gonna make that soon. That sounds so. It good. was really good, and the sauce was like so unusual because it had balsamic and soy sauce and, and ginger. ginger. So it was kind of like, what is this? It sounds sauce? interesting. And yeah, complex. And the kids actually did try a piece of pasta with the sauce on it. So what did they eat for that? Just the vegetables. They so they ate the sweet potatoes, which they love. They ate the plain noodles. They each ate like a oh, okay. bite. Yeah, and then Charlie ate a ton of mushrooms because he likes them. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> He, he says, lovers. he says, Charlie favorite. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I know. It's so cute. See, I, I sometimes have to cook for a group of people. Um, I watched The Bachelor with a bunch of people. And uh-huh. So we trade off cooking 
uh, and hosting every week when that's on all the iterations bachelor bachelorette all of them bachelor paradise which is the best one i i 100 agree that's the best one <laughs> so i i always have to figure out how to cook something for people that normally eat meat i try to cook vegetarian those nights too actually i pretty much always do right um but then of course then you have to deal with other people's um eating peculiarities Dietary, yeah like, exactly like two people in this group don't eat mushrooms Oh, that's the trick. Yeah, that's tricky. So that's one thing I'm, I mean, I don't want them to feel bad if they are listening to this, but that is just one thing that I'm like, it, it, it's, it's hard for me sometimes because I always want to use mushrooms. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love them so much But that's much just too. selfish, I guess. So I always figure out no. something to you do. You know, you can always do just like a grain bowl and then have all of the toppings and. I have done that, I think. Just yeah. having it on the side. Like I did, like if I roast vegetables, I'll do, I'll do them separate so that, yeah. you know, yeah. That's really considerate of you. I don't know. I try to I try to please all the people all the time. It doesn't always work, but you know, <laughs> do what I can. The food is good, you know that. Yeah. I'm lucky too that my husband doesn't ever complain about anything that I make. Oh, he's that's like, great. He's like, Everything you make is the best and so I just keep making new things all the time. That's so great. It's awesome. I love it. Do you do a lot of the same things over and over? Um, so I actually heard this tip on another podcast called The Lazy Genius, and she suggests um, for people to make a list of what she calls brainless crowd pleasers. And so these are meals that you can make from the top of your head that everybody in your house likes to eat oh. and will not elicit complaints. I like that. And so maybe one of those things is like delivery pizza or <laughs> right. nachos, but it could also be something like, you know, a rice, rice and beans. Like mm-hmm. everyone in our family likes rice and beans. It's right. like not hard, especially if you use canned beans. It's like the easiest meal to put together. Different toppings. Exactly. Yeah. And salsa, whatever. And so I actually have a list like that in my, my paper planner. Cause I have a paper planner. I just got one too. And we started <laughs> talking about making this. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, maybe you can make a list like this too. Anyway. So when I'm meal planning, I just look at the list if I'm stumped and I'm like, Oh, that'll be so easy. Yeah, and you might also think of, like, a variation on it, too. Exactly. Yeah, that's smart. I don't really have any go-to things. Like, well, I guess I'm sort of acquiring them with my recipe app. I can save favorites. So when there's something I make that I really love or that was really easy or, like, it was a really good thing to make when I had people over, then I'll save it so that I can find it again easy later without trying to remember the exact title of the recipe or whatever. So, um, yeah, it's so interesting seeing how other people, like, plan their meals out and it is so interesting because it's something that adults have to do like you have to feed yourself or your family or and it's not always fun I mean yeah. you and I love to cook and right. we love to talk about food I didn't and always think, though no oh you didn't no I when I before I moved here um I moved to Portland in 2007 and before I moved here I feel like I only knew how to cook maybe three things huh. that I made very rarely right. that wasn't like top ramen or soup from a can or macaroni and cheese from a box. So, and those things were like lasagna that I bought a box of lasagna noodles and I followed the recipe on the box. Uh-huh. And then I just kept making that. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, how did you learn how to cook? Um, I don't know. I think I just was, I was working from home and I was probably trying to be cheap. I uh-huh. made a really good friend up here that cooked a lot. So we started cooking together and then I just kept, going and then when I started dating my husband he didn't cook at all and so I was like what are we gonna eat like we can't go out to eat <laughs> every day <laughs> so and and I would go out to happy hour and stuff a lot and eat right you know, out a lot I mean in Portland it's so inexpensive to eat out at happy hour and yeah. 
And also, like, the quality is pretty good. Totally. I mean, you can get some great inexpensive food here. Even at terrible bars, you can yeah. find pretty good food. That was shocking to me when we moved here. <laughs> it's still surprising to me. Yeah. I've lived here for a long time. So, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's interesting. And I, I'm i trying to get better at meal planning. I know you're really good about I that. I love meal planning. Let's um, definitely do an episode about meal planning. We should. We should. I could use some tips. Um, like, I just, what I try to do right now is I'll... When I feel like I'm out of fresh food in the fridge, I just look around my pantry and I'm like, or the freezer, and I'm like, what do I need to use up? Oh, yeah. So, like, right now I have this thing of farro, so I'm planning to make something with whatever roasted vegetables Um, and farro. I am going to make a farro recipe this week, too. (laughs) We're twins. We're twins. (laughs) Wait, can I tell you what I'm going to make? It's going to be farro, and oh my gosh. So, today we went to Green and Gristle and had their like vegan brunch bowl. Ooh, yeah. And it was so good. So, it was farro. With roasted delicata squash, and then it had chard, but I'll probably use kale, or maybe I'll use chard, whatever looks better. I love chard. And then it had pepitas all over it, mm. and and chanterelles, but oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get those. I feel like I haven't even seen them in stores this season. Like, well, I was at a potluck a couple weeks ago, and a woman oh, yeah. brought like a gigantic box of them that she had just foraged. That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I want to go mushroom foraging. Have you ever done it? No, I would love to. Let's do it sometime. We should maybe, do it. Maybe, maybe like next, next year. year. I think we might be too late. <laughs> I think so too. And I think it might be too wet this year. Yeah, maybe so. Well, I guess that about wraps it up for this week. Thank you for joining us at the Flexitarian Feast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening. Next week, we'll be talking about beans, so you won't want to miss it. You can find us online at theflexitarianfeast.com or on Instagram at theflexitarianfeast. A big thank you to our producer, Tiki Sound. I'm Eliz. And I'm Michelle. And we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.